Hey everyone, welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, sometimes a fish will only grow as big as his surroundings will allow. That's why goldfish don't get very big if they're in a bowl. However, if you put them in a koi pond, all of a sudden they get huge. Perfect example, growing up, we had this huge 55-gallon tank. And we had all kinds of fish in it, and it was exciting, and then we lost interest, and we let it go for a couple years. So, we're finally moving, gotta empty the tank. By now, it's got about a third of the water's missing, and it's so green with algae, you can't even see in it. We figured all the fish are dead. So we drain it. And the one remaining fish that was in there was one of those little freshwater sharks that is about maybe an inch and a half, two inches long, with the, it's like dark gray with the little red tips on its, on its fins. Well, about two inches when we got it, it's now about 11 inches long. There's no other fish. So either he ate them all or he became an algae eater because we hadn't fed it for years. But we kept him in a much smaller tank after we moved, but it was just a great example of all the other fish were gone. He had nothing but room to grow. Still don't know how he got there though. I do think he was a cannibal. Anyway, moving on. But it's kind of where this podcast came from. I had tried for about 10 years to write a, a blog. If you're paying attention, you know it. And it the, the subtitle of it was Caffeinated Humor. The original title of it was Bitter Mac. Underneath it, Caffeinated Humor. And the reason Bitter Mac, it was a nickname for me from my mom, who passed recently. So now the nickname means a little more to me. But it also was a... There's an MC in my last name, so the nickname of a legitimate nickname of any man in the family is Mac. So bitter Mac because I hold a grudge and I kind of have a shitty attitude at times. So it was kind of a joking nickname for me from my mom. It came from, I had written a really bad book and I wanted to promote it on Amazon. And so I read that a really great way that another author who was independent and he was the first independent author to get a million downloads, one of the first. And the way he did it was he wrote a whole slew of quick and dirty shoot 'em up spy novels, and they were 99 cents. And so his theory was he doesn't have to compete with Stephen King. Stephen King's books have to be 10 to 15 times better than his because Stephen King's books are 10 to 15 dollars. This guy's books are 99 cents. And so the first thing you want to do when you get a brand new Kindle, you want to load it with books. Well, you can get one Stephen King book, or you can get all of these books for 99 cents. And he came up with the idea of getting a, he put the books on Amazon first, and then he wrote a very, it was a great blog, I gotta admit. It was about 800 words, and it was all about a college football coach. And it talked about growing up and idolizing him and meeting him and the guy complimenting him to his father, his mother. And it was just this amazing blog. And at the bottom of the blog, he had the ad for his books. And he began pushing it on Twitter. Anytime somebody, you can search for subjects. So anytime somebody mentioned that uh, college football team or that coach, he would link his, hey, here's a great blog about coach and link to it. And people would read it and say, wow, what a uh, insightful, great blog. Oh, look, and he's written a book. So he sold a massive amount of, of mediocre books by his own admission. But he did it through the emotional tie-in. And I love that idea. 
It's a little lowbrow on my end because I love the idea of building up your trust and your belief and then abusing the crap out of it to sell books and make money. And so that was my plan. But I didn't want to write something that week in, week out, you read it and you go, oh, he's writing shit to be writing shit. But he's just trying to pimp the book. That was my plan, but I wanted it to be something you wanted to read. And so I was in line at Starbucks and the couple ahead of me... There's about five or six, seven, ten uh, podcasts about them, the evil couple. And they're being so sugary sweet to each other, just over the top. She's reading something, and he says, well, you know, dear, we need to pick a sport for the boys. And I like lacrosse, or they could do football. And her comment was, like, shitty and with that Russian accent that she has that just makes it worse. You know, oh, you want the boys to be violent assholes like you and your brother. And she would say horrible things to him. And he would just like, that wasn't what pissed him off. He would just keep going. And it was amazing. So I started writing about them and just posting little snippets on Facebook. And a friend of mine texted me and said, you know what? You've been looking for something to write about. This has been fascinating. So I went in the next day and I said, okay, I got to write about something. And I didn't know that you could post them for later. I thought you had to write it and post it now. So I did that five days a week for about six months. There's over, I wrote it for about 10 years. There's over a half a million words on Google Drives on that podcast, or sorry, on that blog. And that's where the material for this podcast come from. All the blog posts that deal with Starbucks for the caffeinated humor. And I may do another podcast just for the, the sarcastic attitude. But anyway, that is going to Starbucks and having that well to draw from day in, day out. It made it, it helped keep me to a consistent schedule. You know, it helped me be motivated. And so that's where today's podcast comes from. Motivation for the unmotivated on today's Caffeinated Humor. You know, the shortest point between two places is a straight line in the opposite direction. That's a quote from the Zen philosopher Basho. It's also from one of my favorite films that quotes the Zen master. As an aside, it's also horseshit. Philosophy is, to a large extent, based on theory largely without experience. And drugs, let's not forget drugs. Now, first of all, I'm a big believer in experience. If you want to be proficient in anything, just do it. It's like writing a blog, doing a podcast. You can find enough material on writing to spend the next decade reading, but you'll learn more about writing simply by sitting down and belting out 500 words a day. It doesn't make you a great writer, but it does get you past the basics and on the road. For instance, I'm no longer sure that writer's block is even a valid term. I think it has more to do with not having written day in and day out, and then when you actually book the time to sit and write, you're trying to use a mental muscle that either hasn't been developed enough to use or was once strong, but now it's atrophied. Either way, I can sit and crank out in a few seconds. I mean, after my ass hits the seat, I'm going. Good. Because one of the things about writing a blog every day is that you miss a day, you really feel like you're slacking off. So... You get a lot of crappy emails from people that are like, oh, why aren't you writing? You know, true tributes to bitchy nonsense. It's what they call first world problems. 
you know, you miss one day of writing and all of a sudden you get an email going, I knew you'd tap out at some point. You're just kind of, you have this bad attitude and it's, oh Christ, another reason for the people to bitch at me. And yet at, at times it made that blog that this podcast came from livable. I'm at my best when people are bitching at me. It's a bizarre personality trait, but it is what it is. Now call it what you like. I call it motivation. Plus, eh, bitching is kind of what makes the world go around. Now if you think about it, everyone that's listening to this or read that blog, they're there at my invitation. And it falls to me as host to make sure the party goes on. And go on it shall. Now, I ended up writing about things in Starbucks mainly because I couldn't think of anything else to write about. You know, I needed to write a lot of posts on a weekly basis if I wanted to develop any sort of following to sell this horrible book. But Starbucks, it turns out, is some pretty fertile ground. You realize how many freaks are at Starbucks? And they all love coffee. Well, me too, so there I am, day in, day out. Now, I got outed the other day by... Grandma Evil, or Mama Evil, as I call her. Now, I was listening in, I was being rude, I was doing my blogging. But she wasn't the first one to out me. Now, the cashier at my favorite Starbucks, I walked in and he goes, Hey, am I going to read about what happened this morning? And it was like Lois Lane in the middle of the Daily Planet calling Clark Superman. The facade was over and reality set in that this crappy little blog slash podcast, it has a small population. So the only one it really matters to is kind of me. It's kind of a narcissistic release. And that's a relief, really. But I function better as an anonymous crude voice in the darkness. A literary troll. Or podcast or audio troll. Looking at the world with odd eyes that seem to, to see the stuff that everybody else misses. Or to see it with a crude, sarcastic eye. Not that it's a useful trait, but it's a trait nonetheless. And that's a funny thought in my eyes. All the better to see and podcast you with. Time for some coffee. Hey, hope you liked today's episode. Like it, subscribe to it. Hell, there's a link around here to help support it. But most importantly, listen to more episodes. You can also go to Amazon. You're going to find a series of books under the name Caffeinated Humor based on the podcast. Take care and have a great day.